You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by the book guide. I was 19 in 1965, in my drainpipe trousers with my hair quietly creeping down toward my collar. Every time you turned on the radio, the Beatles were singing Help, and I wanted to be John Lennon with all the girls screaming after me, always ready with a cynical quip. That was the year I bought my first copy of Penthouse from a small tobacconist in the King's Road. I paid my few furtive shillings and went home with it stuffed up my jumper, occasionally glancing down to see if it had burnt a hole in the fabric. The copy has long since been thrown away, but I'll always remember it. Sedate letters about censorship, a short story by H.E. Bates, and an interview with an American novelist I'd never heard of. A fashion spread of mohair suits and paisley ties, all to be bought on Carnaby Street. And best of all, there were girls, of course. And best of all the girls. There was Charlotte. Charlotte was nineteen, too. All the girls in that long-gone magazine seemed identical, with their perfect plastic flesh, not a hair out of place, you could almost smell the lacquer, smiling wholesomely at the camera while their eyes squinted at you through forest-thick eyelashes, white lipstick, white teeth, white breasts, bikini bleached. I never gave a thought to the strange positions they had coyly arranged themselves into to avoid showing the slightest curl or shadow of pubic hair. I wouldn't have known what I was looking at anyway. I had eyes only for their pale bottoms and breasts, their chaste but inviting come-on glances. Then I turned the page, and I saw Charlotte. She was different from the others. Charlotte was sex. She wore sexuality like a translucent veil, like a heady perfume. There were words beside the pictures, and I read them in a daze. The entrancing Charlotte Reeve is nineteen, a resurgent individualist and beat poet, contributor to Fab magazine. Phrases stuck to my mind as I poured over the flat pictures. She posed and pouted in a Chelsea flat, the photographers, I guessed, and I knew that I needed her. She was my age. It was fate. Charlotte. Charlotte was nineteen. I bought Penthouse regularly after that, hoping she'd appear again. But she didn't. Not then. Six months later, my mum found a shoebox under my bed and looked inside it. First, she threw a scene, then she threw out all the magazines, finally she threw me out. The next day, I got a job and a bedsit in Earl's Court, without, all things considered, too much trouble. My job, my first, was at an electrical shop off the Edgware Road. All I could do was change a plug, but in those days people could afford to get an electrician in just to do that. My boss told me I could learn on the job. I lasted three weeks. My first job was a proper thrill, changing the plug on the bedside light of an English film star who had achieved fame through his portrayal of laconic Cockney Casanovas. When I got there, he was in bed with two honest-to-goodness dolly birds. I changed the plug and left. It was all very proper. I didn't even catch a glimpse of nipple, let alone get invited to join them. Three weeks later, I got fired and lost my virginity on the same day. It was a posh place in Hampstead, empty apart from the maid, a little dark-haired woman a few years older than me. I got down on my knees to change the plug, and she climbed on a chair next to me to dust off the top of a door. I looked up. Under her skirt, she was wearing stockings and suspenders, and so help me, nothing else. 
I discovered what happened in the bits the pictures didn't show you. So I lost my cherry under a dining room table in Hampstead. You don't see maidservants anymore. They have gone the way of the bubble car and the dinosaur. It was afterward that I lost my job. Not even my boss, convinced as he was of my utter incompetence, believed I could have taken three hours to change a plug, and I wasn't about to tell him that I'd spent two of the hours I'd been gone hiding underneath the dining room table when the master and mistress of the house came home unexpectedly, was I? I got a succession of short-lived jobs after that, first as a printer, then as a typesetter, before I wound up in a little ad agency above a sandwich shop in Old Compton Street. I carried on buying penthouse. Everybody looked like an extra in The Avengers, but they looked like that in real life. Articles on Woody Allen and Sappho's Island, Batman and Vietnam, strippers in action wielding whips, fashion and fiction and sex. The suits gained velvet collars.